The art of customer service is getting lost. The need for customer service is greater than ever. I don't know if people don't care if it's falling by the wayside, but it's it's no longer the focus of most places. And I think the, the customer service kind of mixed with the knowledge and just being there for the customer. Um, I think all together are things you can't get anywhere else to the fullest extent you can at Midwest Evening Appliance. Midwest TV and Appliance, you get more for your money. I don't, oh, there, sorry. <laughs> Today's my first day. You have to understand that. I, I hit the wrong button. Where were we? Cooley Region cooks every Thursday. Jeez, Will, you're not supposed to notice this kind of stuff on the air. You're supposed to assume, well, he's old. He's been doing this a really long time. He must be a professional. Absolutely what I was just thinking while I was watching you tinkering with the buttons. Scramble. Yeah. Well, that's what happened. See, that's the the thing is, I shouldn't have been polite and talked with you a bunch off the air before we went on the air. Uh, so I'm blaming it on manners. If I had been just ignoring you and rude, I would have had nothing else to do but hit all the right buttons. But instead, uh, I was gabbing with you about business. So uh, how the heck are you? How, how are you and your family and the, the staff and the, the lacrosse beer house? How you doing? Fantastic. Are you? Um, it, it's been really great uh, opening the new concept. Um, you know, obviously there's this COVID thing happening right now. So business is not what we would like it to be, but um, we've definitely seen many, many regulars who are coming in multiple times a week. Um, which I know was not the case with the prior concept. So uh, a lot of people are very enthusiastic about it and enjoying the beer and enjoying the food. Well, and, and I, I, I'm always curious to know about, uh, because you offer a wide variety of unusual beers, how many people come in and want to play with a beer that they haven't had or never heard of before as opposed to sticking with an old American-made favorite? Sure. Um you know, it's interesting. I would say probably 30% of the people that come in uh, come in specifically because they know we've got a wide variety of Hofbrau beer on tap. Um, the other 70%, uh, our servers have been really spectacular at educating people. Hofbrau does have, uh, like their original, for example, is very similar to an American lager. So sure. uh, we, we push hard to try to get people to at least try it. Uh, you know, there is the bush-like crowd, and they're not going to want anything with flavor. But um, uh, I would say somewhere in the neighborhood of 70% of the beer that we're selling is Hofbrau That's and awesome. That's awesome. other beer from Munich. So uh, it's been really great. I think we're making a lot of fans for Hofbrau beer, and um, so it's been going really well. The last time you and I talked, this was – the, the lacrosse beer house was a concept and you had some ideas together and you had kind of a penciled menu and now it's up and operating. And uh, I'm, I'm really curious to know at this point, what kind of favorite recipes you said people are coming back. And that's always, that's always a good thing because you, you can't force anybody to try it a second time unless the first time was really good. What has been so popular at the beer house these days? Absolutely. So we've got a couple appetizers that people are really loving. Uh, we've got what's called pig wings, 
And oh, yeah, I heard about Tell us about pig wings. That's something weird, yes. uh, unusual. So it's a uh, it's a petite pork, pork shank. Um, and so, I mean, it looks a little bit like, I don't know, it's a chunk of meat with a bone sticking out of it. Uh, like a little tiny crown roast? Yeah, something like that. And um, ours are uh, a quarter pound, so about the equivalent of four chicken wings. And we do Pig Wing Wednesday. So if you order a liter of Hofbrau beer, you get uh, all the pig wings you want for a buck fifty each. Oh. And, uh, you know, I challenge anyone to eat more than three or four of them because it's a whole lot of meat. So Really? So it's, it's a very filling appetizer. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, we serve it with our spicy German mustard, which Ooh. is phenomenal. So, so people could come in hungry, have a beer and an appetizer and leave comfortable, you know, uh, not hungry still. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. And isn't, you know, isn't a liter of beer one of those big boots of beer? Yeah, a liter is uh, a little over two pints. So, um, you know, if you typically go out and have two beers, uh, one liter is going to do the trick for you. So, Can I work yeah. with my uh, server to order and pay for a liter of beer if you bring it to me in two smaller glasses? Because I can't <laughs> drink it that fast. I want my first sip of this delicious, never heard of it before, Hofbrau Hefweizen unfiltered wheat beer with a fruit-forward flavor. Never had that before. So bring me a liter of that, but bring it to me in a little glass and then fill up this glass again. And, you know, is that okay? Is... Absolutely. We okay. do offer half liters. Oh. And so, but um, I want the deal. I want, you know, I'll buy yeah. a liter of beer because I'm going to have more than one. But I might right. only have one of the uh, Hefweizen unfiltered wheat beer with a refreshing fruit-forward fruit flavor. I might want the other half of my liter of beer to be a uh, Hofbrau Hefweizen Dunkel, which is has uplifting notes of wheat uh, and meet the richness of dark, which sounds interesting to me because I... I like some dark beers, uh, so I would give that a try. So right. I'm ordering a liter of beer, two different kinds in two different glasses. I don't want to, but I don't want to get my server in trouble either. No, no, we we would we would absolutely work with you on that. All right, and, all right. Um, it's like we want people to try the different beers and find a favorite. So um, that's a good deal for you and a good deal for us. So yeah, awesome. Yeah. Well, because I'm all in particular those of us who will come. And I'm guessing that many of our listeners today will will want to give it a try because they uh, know what a dunkel tastes like and they want one. A very traditional Bavarian-style dark beer with spite, spicy malty notes. Not sure I've ever had a beer that had malty notes, Will. <laughs> you know, I don't write the beer descriptions, but... Um, really? Somebody, somebody very talented does. Well, apparently. and you know... The, I, and I, I will never tease you other than like this because I have a number of friends who have very discerning tastes when it comes to wine. And they will have a right. sip of beer and slosh it around and say, oh, the earthy, I like the fruity, the blah, blah. It tastes kind of, and I'm just tasting it and thinking, you know, this tastes delicious. 
or <laughs> or I don't like it. I didn't taste any mushroom or earthy or fruity or any uh, subtle bitter finish. I didn't notice the hoppy aroma. It smells like beer. It smells like beer. It tastes delicious. I want another one. Thank you. There you go. And that's okay, too. Uh, yeah. It is, it is interesting, though, that we do get people who will have the beer descriptions next to them as they're tasting them. And like you said, they'll kind of like slosh it around in their mouth and give it a try. And um, that's, I mean, Hofbrau Brewery was built in the 1500s by the Duke of Bavaria. And, uh, you know, so they've been doing this for a little while and, and uh, they seem to have gotten their game down pretty good. So, um, you know, it is fun to try the beer and try to taste all the different flavors and yeah. nuances. I have a, a son who is a, a beer brewer in a very small brewery in his backyard. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, he makes beers uh, based on when he reads the description, if he laughs out loud, then he's going to take that recipe home and try to make that beer because he knows that people are going to have a taste of it and have a sip of beer and think, you know, this beer is very uplifting. It has uh, – <laughs> sorry, I can't even do it. <laughs> Every time I sip this beer, I feel uplifted and – I love the multi notes and, uh, you know, whatever. It's just, you like it, you I taste mean, it. Most beer is uplifting. Yeah, well, you kind of thought that. Say. It goes great with a giant pretzel. Not so good That's with right. the little ones, but if you've got a giant pretzel, boy, I'm all over that. That's right. That's right. It <laughs> might take a couple liters to get that giant pretzel down. Too. Yeah, at least. As long as you're bringing them to me in little glasses, I'm all over that. <laughs> Or a glass that I can set down. That's the other thing that makes me crazy. Here's your glass, but you can't set it down because the bottom is round. We expect you to drink this glass of beer and not set it down until you want another one. That makes me crazy. We Maybe have no round, bottom, no round bottom glasses here. We're not that fancy. Glad to hear that. <laughs> what is the most – so we talked about your, your, your favorite appetizer. What, what's it called? Pig wings? Pig wings. Pig wings. When pigs fly – You'll get a liter That's of beer, too. Uh, so there's your favorite appetizer, most popular appetizer, probably because it's unusual. See, I didn't even say weird. Unusual. What's the most popular plated uh, choice on the menu? Uh, I would say, well, our bratwurst are very popular. Oh, um, come on. Everybody's had a brat. What are, have it, they? are yours? Uh, oh, have they? Maybe not. Maybe. What's different uh, about yours? Well, one, uh, they're made fresh locally by Bubba's Meats. Ah, perfect. Uh, every, every Monday, I call up Lee over there and place my order. And Wednesday afternoon, right before we open, I run over and get a fresh batch of them. So um, it's always a very fresh product. Uh, we have one in particular, the Lacrosse Beer House Brat, that uh, is made with Hofbrau Dunkel beer in oh. it. Um, and so I bring the beer with when I go see Lee and... He makes the brats for us. Oh, man. See, and here I was going to guess. He comes over to see you on Tuesday. You have a couple of beers while you're mixing up all the brats. Uh, then then he goes back to the shop with beer, mix up the brats. You go over there later, have a beer and eat a brat. Got a quality, quality check. And everybody gets. Everybody wins. 
I think I like that plan better than what we're currently doing. So. I'm, yeah, well, I'm surprised Lee hasn't suggested it because I know he loves a nice beer with a good brat, and his brats right. are breathtaking. So he's specifically making a brat just for you guys. That's pretty cool. Correct, yeah. He makes that one um, that's only available for us, and then he also makes one called the Meter Worst, which is a meter-long brat, so that's over three feet of bratwurst. Uh, Who makes your three-foot-long bun? We, so that one's not served on a bun. Oh, oh, I have seen I have seen German places that offer one on a bun. Yeah. Uh, so it's about the equivalent of eight bratwurst, so it's great for sharing with the table, um, or there's been uh, episodes of like man versus food where he's eaten one a your worst one guy. Um, so sometime down the road, uh, I think we'd like to offer a meter worst challenge. I think that would be really fun. Are you going to do something yeah, other than so. put his picture up on the on the wall of the restaurant, though? Right. I think there'd be some kind of prize involved and maybe a certificate. Well, yeah. We'll have to work that out down the road. Man, here, a man, so. a meter's worth of brat in one sitting. So do you serve it long, or is it does it come to the plate in a big circle? It's in a spiral. Spiral, yeah, yeah okay. All right. So, That's uh, uh, one thing I so, really miss is that you're not here with, uh, with the chicken schnitzel, which I'm going to make you share with us in a minute, right over there smelling up the entire building. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. The, what the chicken? I would say for entrees, the chicken schnitzels probably our most popular one. All right, super. Well, let me. Uh, in a minute, we'll start that. I got to do some business, but tell people that are listening what what is schnitzel. Schnitzel is just a. In our case, we make it with uh, chicken, but it's basically a pounded piece of meat, so it's almost flat, and then it's breaded and pan fried. Um, and so it cooks very quickly and, and uh, still remains tender. That's all there is. So it's a process, not a not a, a, a variety of spices or something like that. Correct. Yep. It's the process of making it. So if it's chicken schnitzel or if it's pork schnitzel or beef or whatever it is, the schnitzel part is the process of how the previous word is prepared. Yep. That's correct. I did not know that. So Good. the most popular, most popular kind of schnitzel in Germany is Wiener schnitzel made with veal, but uh, we we felt chicken was a little more right, humane. affordable, <laughs> affordable. Yeah. Humane. Well, yeah, you're right. Because as soon as people find out that you know this pate is delicious, what is it? Uh, <laughs> never mind. All right. Now that you know what schnitzel is, we'll cook you some chicken schnitzel uh, and serve four. See, me and my three friends standing outside the door waiting to open the Lacrosse Beer go. House. The Lacrosse Beer House. Singing German drinking songs, dancing polka, and uh, eating delicious food. That's uh, a couple of the goals uh, for my, uh, my, my guest. And uh, his uh, place, uh, Will Jedlinka, owns the Lacrosse Beer House in downtown Lacrosse. Uh, very well, and you because of COVID, of course, you're fully open, but not fully capacity open. Uh, are you meeting your allowable capacity at this point? Are you as open as? I mean, do you have as many chairs available with butts in them these days? 
that's um we've had a few you know busy times which is great um you know unfortunately i think there are fortunately or unfortunately i think there are a lot of people who you know just aren't are kind of staying home and not getting out um which i can understand that uh you know the other challenge we've had is that uh again, partly because of City Hall being closed, uh, permitting for our signs on the building um, has been a little bit of a process. So I think people driving by see the Twisted Moose and- Can, yeah. you can't just cover that up even? Um, so that it's- No, says, unfortunately, but I think we- Or a magic marker out. and a piece of cardboard, you know? <laughs> I think we've got it worked out. I think uh, if all goes well, uh, signs will go up next week. Um, we've finally finished the whole process. So awesome. now it's just getting it scheduled with the sign company. So how popular are the tables that are right along the sidewalk with those windows that open wide up? Yeah. So that's been awesome. Uh, yeah. they've been really popular. The, the long, tall, uh, you know, beer house kind of tables and yeah. people get to sit there with the fresh air coming in, which especially in light of COVID is a good thing to be able to like have that airflow. So sure. Um, sure. it's been really popular. And again, the idea once things are fully going here is that, you know, it'd be fun to pack those tables with big groups and have people standing around singing Ein Prost and uh, toasting and having fun. So Right. And right. Uh, trying to figure out how to dance the polka without, you know, falling down or being embarrassing. It'll happen. Yeah. That's the thing. If you can make it work during something like this, you can absolutely make it work when there are no hurdles in the way at all. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I've, in fact, I've been in contact with several area polka bands, and and you may or may not know this, but there's an accordion club in Lacrosse, and uh, so the plan is definitely um, once people are a little more comfortable going out to do live music on Fridays and Saturdays. Cool. Uh, cool. You know, get accordion players or polka bands in here and uh, just have some fun, you know. Right. Well, and that's and when the lacrosse beer house has two reputations, one because they're crazy. They're always doing something goofy and fun. Oh, and by the way, they have a fabulous menu in case you're hungry. So right. you've got two completely different groups of people all go into one location for the same kind of fun. Because those people who want to dance and sing and goof around will discover, we should come here hungry next time, honey, and vice versa. We just came here for food. But, man, we just messed. Did you see that polka band? They just left. Man, we got to come early next week. Uh, and uh, and people will start coming to enjoy each other's fun. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's the whole, whole idea. Um, there's a couple of German restaurants in the Twin Cities where I had moved from that um, I used to frequent and, and, you know, I, I envision, uh, like Stein holding contests on Friday nights and like I said, live music and just, uh, a fun atmosphere where people can get together. It's, I mean, in Germany, the beer hall is sort of the community gathering place. Um, and so that's kind of what I envision here, uh, once people are able to get out of their house. Right. Uh, and I'll just be that guy in the corner enjoying a Hofbrau original that is balanced and easy drinking, but flavorful. Sorry. Uh, I have, 
I have a friend who used to say, you should try this. It's really easy drinking. And I used to tease him all the time about, hey, could I have a glass of really hard to drink? Do you, what, what is the most difficult to swallow beverage you have? That's the one I, you always tell me they're easy drinking. That's why I'm here. Well, I think a really hoppy IPA is one that would fall into the category of a little more difficult to drink. Okay. But, All right. Uh, that's one kind of signature of German beers is typically they don't, I mean, they don't do IPAs. They don't do really hoppy. Uh, the beers are all designed to be drank in quantity. Uh, Germans drink quite a bit more beer than Americans. It's also an interesting fact that uh, on the world happiness scale, Germans are happier than Americans. I don't know if that's a coincidence or not, but uh, it sounds like it might be correlated. Yeah. Uh, so German beer is really intended to be, uh, you know, something that you can drink without uh, uh, any bitterness or without sort of like, getting a stomach ache. So. Right. Well, and the fact that you can accommodate everybody, the German beer drinkers and his sister uh, in the same location. Absolutely. Sorry. Sorry. All right. So now I, I, I we talked beer instead of schnitzel. I got to check out. Uh, I got to go to the newsroom and uh, let those guys do their thing. You stick around and, uh, and, uh, and cook me some uh, chicken schnitzel when we get back. Sounds like a deal. All right. Will Jedlinka is owner, operator, uh, a bottle washer, floor sweeper, uh, beer stein holder, and uh, do you speak German? Uh, so I, my mom's uh, first language was German, so I learned a little bit growing up. But so I was only when you were in trouble, is that what you're saying? Yeah, I. <laughs> you you, you speak like German. That, yeah. You speak German when you're being yelled at and chased by your Pretty mom. Much. Suddenly, you know what she's saying. Uh, right. so, that's the so kind I know, of yeah. I know a few choice words. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Oops, we're out of time. We'll be right back. Will Jedlinka from Lacrosse Beer House, our guest on Cooley Region Cooks. Eggplant is on the menu at the Lost Beer House. Might be a German thing, but I don't think so. You got any eggplant on the menu at the Beer House? <laughs> we don't have eggplant. No, it's. I don't think eggplant's particularly a traditional German dish. Well, it uh, would go really well with an ABV balanced, easy drinking, flavorful lager, something like a Hofbrau Original. It probably would go well with it, just, indeed. Just saying. <laughs> just saying. All right, so we promised chicken schnitzel, one of your most popular uh, items. Let's talk about it. Absolutely. So chicken schnitzel, uh, basically take a chicken breast, gently pound it so that it's almost uh, flat, and then uh, we, batter, we use a batter that has Hofbrau beer in it, uh, along with some other seasoning, and uh, and then it's pan fried, uh, fries up very quickly because of how thin it is, um, and then we put a butter lemon caper sauce over the top, which Ooh. is uh, very nice and goes well with a balanced 
original Huffbrow beer. Um, and, uh, yeah, people, uh, people are loving it. So, yeah. But, well, in wheat flour, uh, why wheat flour as opposed to any other kind of flour? Just adds a little more flavor yeah. than a regular bleached flour. And then the, uh, the corn flour, uh, adds a little bit of a crust to it. I've seen schnitzel recipes that use breadcrumbs. Oh. Uh, we just, we use the corn flour. It's kind of a rougher, uh, uh, texture so corn flour. A, just to be a little different, turmeric, paprika, yeah. and here's something I, I don't think I've ever even seen for sale. Uh, two tablespoons of dried egg. Yeah, well, I th- <laughs> I think you can get it on Amazon. Uh, really? Uh, but, uh, but it is available through restaurants. And, and is it actually dry, like freeze-dried egg? Correct, yep. It's like a powder. Um, really? But Huh. It adds the flavor and all the properties. Um, the reason we use that as opposed to liquid eggs is because it allows us to use more beer. Right. Less water, beer. less wet ingredients. Correct. So, that makes sense. Uh, we're able to get more flavor out of the beer into the schnitzel. So if you had a piece of toast and a tablespoon of dried egg and you ate some toast and then ate some then I ate some egg. Would it taste like Sunday morning breakfast, or would you be really in trouble? Would you need some beer to wash that down? You know, I haven't tried it, but I would imagine. Just saying. You'd, want some beer. you'd probably want some beer. Uh, you know, who wouldn't? So. Well, I'm just thinking, hey, can I, because, you know, Sunday morning I'm coming over for a German bloody and some kind of crazy German breakfast food. Because the place is going to, I predict, you heard it here not first, I'm sure. That uh, that the Lacrosse Beer House will be so much fun. You'll be forced to open at different times because uh, because German people are happy people, and it's because they eat a lot of delicious food that you have to now start serving to us uh, Lacrosse people who need more happy. Sounds great. Just uh, I th- I think definitely down the road here. Um, it's part of the plan to open for breakfast on weekends or possibly a brunch type situation. Awesome. Um, we do uh, actually two for one beers on Sundays from 11 to two. So if you are a beer for lunch type person, um, especially on Saturday or Sunday, especially on the weekends, right? Yeah. Um, uh, we also do have a delicious, we call it a Bavarian bloody Mary that. uh, it's got a German liqueur, the name of which I can't pronounce, uh, in it that adds a, a nice little sort of spiciness to it. So awesome! Um, it's not a it's not a bloody that's made with only beer, though, is it? I mean, there's no, vodka in this bloody. There is vodka in it. No okay. beer. Um, it's vodka, our our special bloody mary mix, and then awesome. uh, again, a shot of this German liqueur. So all right. So and is there what's special? Anything special? About the lemon butter caper sauce. Do we need that recipe? Yes, that it's delicious. Uh, <laughs> it's a very simple, it's a very simple, uh, quite literally, it's uh, butter, lemon juice, uh, some lemon zest, and capers. With the capers, you just want to uh, kind of smash them with a spoon first to get the flavor out of them. And then uh, um, that's just uh, heated up on the, on the stove. Sounds delish, and warming it up makes makes it good. I know that sometimes 
sauces are so good that I need a little extra on the side because this sauce is delicious over my chicken schnitzel, but I also want to dip some of my leftover giant pretzel appetizer thing in the sauce. I know you make sauces like that. Do you get requests from people like me who want more? Uh, absolutely, and absolutely happy to accommodate that. So. Yeah, see, that's, I, I told you, you're going to be open as soon as the gods allow. You're going to be open way more serving way more people like me who like to have something unusual, not even weird. It's German food, for gosh sakes. You just can't get it around here. So for uh, for that reason, it's going to be real popular. You have, is is rot kraut, is that considered a vegetarian dish? That is, uh, that is it's basically, it's a braised red cabbage, um, and it's cooked in a little bit of red wine, and... Um, you know, again, a very simple uh, side dish, but uh, but very delicious. Oh, it is a side. Okay. Is your yes. pot- all right? Then I, I got to ask you about potato salad too, because German potato salad is pretty specific. Who's are you using your grandmother's next door neighbor's down the street friend who uh, recipe that you couldn't share because you'd have to kill me? And this isn't it because you didn't want to kill me. That sounds more interesting than my story, but uh, well, no, I just worked with a really good chef to uh, come up with this recipe. Uh, yeah, German potato salad is a little different from American potato salad. They don't uh, dice up the potatoes really small and douse them in mayonnaise and mustard. Uh, it's a uh, sliced potato and uh it's more of a sort of vinegar-based sauce. And then uh, Germans tend to serve their potato salad warm, which um, the first time I shared that information with some people, they thought it was a little bit weird, which I get that that's not this. how we do it. But, uh, but it, it really is like surprisingly delicious. So, yeah. Yeah. I have found, speaking of... Oh, God, is that weird guy out in the restaurant again? Why? Because he ordered German potato salad and some bacon. Because warm potato salad with all these ingredients with bacon on top, crumbled or otherwise, is really delicious. And I did that yep. by accident. <laughs> um, our, our potato salad does have bacon in it. Oh, it does? Um, Oh, well, share share the recipe then. The German potato salad, it's unusual because it's not mayonnaise and mustard, and it's unusual because it's served warm. But I'll tell you what, it can be. I've never had yours, but I'm going to. Uh, delicious, especially because it's got bacon. You get your bacon from Bubba? Uh, we do not. So bacon being a cured product, oh, uh, you that's, can't sell, yeah. me, sell it to me. Yeah. Um, so we use Darn. Darren's Farm bacon. Uh, which is also um, fairly local and uh, is a, just a really great product. So, All right. Well, share with me your German potato salad because uh, I know that there are listeners right now thinking, Hayes, you nailed it. That German potato salad recipe is so good. I need a little bacon on the side to make it even better. Sure. So the recipe is uh, it's three pounds of medium red potatoes, Uh, five bacon strips diced, one medium onion chopped, uh, a quarter cup of flour, uh, two teaspoons salt, 
And then it's got uh, just a pinch of celery seed, uh, pepper, uh, one and a quarter cups of sugar, one cup cider vinegar, uh, three fourths cup water, and then just some minced parsley for garnish. And uh, basically slice up the potatoes, um, cover and boil those until they um, are soft. And then uh, you cook up the bacon and uh, drain that. Um, and then you use the drippings uh, to saute the onion and uh, then basically stir in all the other ingredients um, and uh, kind of cook it up until it thickens up a little bit uh, and then sprinkle with parsley and serve warm. That's all there is to I, it. That's it. And that is good. Well, you should tell your service to make up a story because <laughs> you know, nobody knows. Hey, these are all old family recipes well some of them because my grandma's next door neighbor made me promise whatever make it up that's not the story you told yesterday that's right <laughs> and it won't be the story i'll tell next week either because i made that one up too once there again now we get servers that are as crazy as that see that guy over there that's the owner watch hey will come here tell me the story about your german potato salad and it'll be completely different than the story your server just told and everybody will have a laugh there you go. There you go. Because it's um, just funny. I was fortunate enough to grow up with uh, German grandparents. Uh, we were, we lived right up the road from them, so got to spend a lot of time there. And uh, my grandma did make a, a mean German potato salad, but uh, the recipe is is lost. So oh man, it's sad. It's sad. Yeah, no kidding. Well, she didn't take it to her grave on purpose, though, did she? No, I think it just uh, never got written down. Never got written down. I think it ah. was she didn't really write down recipes. So I get it. A pinch of this and a a skosh, Grandma. <laughs> how much is a skosh? You know, this much. Yeah, you, know, you put it in your hand, and uh, uh, Justin Wilson, an old Cajun cook, used to do that. How much is it? Ooh wee! He would measure it. Puts puts spices in the palm of his hand and a tablespoon a half a tablespoon a quarter of a tablespoon pretty soon he's got an eighth of a tablespoon in in his squunched up little hand and he used to he was always really good at measuring see look that's an eighth watch and he'd grab the spoon and put it in there and i thought that's how i'm going to measure my spices because cooking as you're well aware is not science you can't really screw up the rising ability of this bread, because it's not bread, just add a little more of this or a little less of that, and you're going to end up with some perfect thing. Absolutely. I think that's uh, the fun thing about cooking is, uh, you know, trying different things and experimenting and, uh, you know, figuring out what works and what doesn't. So, Absolutely. Yes. You have dessert on your beer, on, on your beer. Well, you might have a dessert beer the on beer the menu. Is, a the dessert beer is the dessert. Yeah, dessert. Uh, we <laughs> we don't currently offer any desserts. Uh, I've looked at some recipes for um, uh, a few different things. I think down the road here we'll be adding a couple of desserts. But uh, I heard they make a pretty decent cake. The Germans <laughs> like a chocolate one. <laughs> I, I don't. There might be one. some chocolate in there. Something I don't know. It probably goes really, really well with the uh, Hofbrau Delicator, 
which is a limited edition Doppelbach, surprisingly easy drinking for a high alcohol level. The Doppelbach, due to being produced using primarily lager-style hops. I don't know. Maybe that would go really well with a little piece of German chocolate cake. Do you have any dessert beers? I, I would say that's probably the closest one. Yeah. Well, and I, I know I'm teasing you, and you know that. But I've I've been places that have eight million beers, and this one has, I don't know, a raspberry in the bottom. It doesn't I mean it tastes like beer, but there's distinctly kind of like a, what's a, a shandy. You can taste a, a a shandy, and it actually tastes like lemonade with carbonation in it, or you know, alcoholic lemonade. Is there a German beer that can do the same kind of thing? So uh, German beer is brewed under a what's called the Bavarian purity law. And so um, if you're going to brew a real German beer, you can only use hops, yeast, water, oh. and uh, barley. So um, no raspberries. So no raspberries, no lemon. Uh, but we, uh, our bartenders can make uh, what's called a rattler, which is basically half lemonade, half beer, and uh, that is pretty tasty and and very easy drinking. So uh, your listeners can come on in and order a rattler if they're not really big beer fans. Well, you know how happy I am to have an easy drinking beverage, because <laughs> that's why I'm here. All right, enough teasing. I got a little business to take care of. We'll come back and. Spend a little more time with our guest, Will Jedlinka, who uh, owns, operates, cleans up, and hopes you'll come and visit him at La Crosse Beer House in downtown La Crosse. Yep. Um, so that's their summer seasonal beer. And, um, um, you know, it's not, it's not sweet like a shandy. Um, they don't add lemon flavoring to it, but uh, just because of the hops they use in the brewing process, um, it comes out with a lot of fruitiness. And, uh, um, you know, I know you like this term, but very easy drinking. Yeah, uh, and what is it that gives it the fruitiness then, if you can't add fruit? Right. Um, it's just the varieties of hops that go oh. into it. Um, and uh, that one um, is just kind of like perfect for a hot summer day. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, again, very similar to right. a shandy, but, but it doesn't have the sweetness that you would expect in a shandy. Well, and that's the kind of a, uh, a beverage for me. After I'm done cutting the grass, my mouth is filled with dirt and grass and I'm really thirsty, so I'll guzzle a big glass of water, and then I want to have something that's going to really stick in my throat. It sounds like this uh, Hofbrau Keller uh, will do the trick. That's the one. That's the one. All right, but I got to come over in my sweaty shorts and T-shirt. <laughs> I'll sit by the window. I'll sit, All right, I'll sit. perfect. Who's that guy up by the window? Is that a homeless guy? No, that's Hayes. He just got done cutting the grass. <laughs> All right, so German beers, I mean, German restaurants, they don't generally do dessert, except, and maybe it's because 
everybody knows German chocolate cake, and that would get really old if they had that on the menu for for uh, dessert everywhere. But you guys run daily specials, which are just as exciting. Is it every Tuesday, every Wednesday, every Thursday like that? That's correct. So what we do is uh, every Wednesday, every other place, you know, does Wing Wednesday. We do Pig Wing Wednesday. Um, so as I mentioned earlier, buy a liter of beer, and then you can get pig wings for a buck fifty each. Um, Thursdays we do two for one brats. So uh, you know we love to have people bring a friend and uh, try us out, and and uh, you know uh, you can do it uh, for the price of one. Cool. And then Fridays we do fish a fish fry Ooh. again, just like every other place in Lacrosse, but. Um, in our case, you know, we're the only one that uses Hofbrau beer for our batter. So really, is the batter any different? I mean, your fish, you're correct. Everybody in Wisconsin does a fish fry, but everybody's fish fry isn't the same. What's different about, uh, the, uh, lacrosse beer house Friday fish. Um, I think we, so we use uh, fresh cod, um, and then, uh, I just think our batter is pretty spectacular, um, it's very light, very flaky, but, um, you get a lot of the Hofbrau beer flavor. So, um, I think it's, uh, I think it's worth coming in and giving a try. Today's Thursday. What's the Thursday special? Today's the two for one brats. Oh, today's two for um, one brats. Okay. Yeah. Can I get them and deconstructed? Then, uh, Cause I don't want two for one buns and all. I want a couple of brats, pile of sauerkraut, a bunch of different sauces to dip them in. You know, is that is that just totally unusual? Am I the only guy who ever thinks of that? Maybe, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a little unusual, but I mean, you know, we'd accommodate you, of course. Will that guy is back? <laughs> and he's uh, talking to himself, and he smells. <laughs> he's yeah, but he's drinking German beer, and he's really happy. He must be there German. Hey, can we do this again some Thursday? Absolutely. That would be great. Thank you. Will Jedlinka owns, operates the Lacrosse Beer House. Go there. 